Welcome to the Glow Up Effect podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diana. Here at the Glow Up Effect, we're diving deep into mindset shifts, inspiration, and daily actions to help you thrive in your everyday. Let's get down to business and let's claim your glow up, girl. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Glow Up Effect podcast. Today, I'm hanging out with Jessica Janelle. Say hello. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so excited. I am super excited to be here. I love your podcast. Oh, thank you so much. So Jessica and I actually connected on Clubhouse. I feel like that's going to be a common theme. Like It is what it is, guys. Uh, But she is here to tell us all about her business and how she has built it up. So without further ado, I'll give you the floor. Who are you and what do you do? Well, my name is Jessica Janelle. I am a wedding and elopement planner, I'm sorry, (laughs) ready tongue tied, based in the DMV area. Um, I am also one third of Diversity Wedding Magazine, where we focus on diversity in the wedding industry. So tell me, how did you end up getting into wedding planning? Like, was it something you always knew you wanted to do? Or was it kind of like it fell in your lap? Like, tell us a little bit about how it came to be. Oh, gosh. Um, (laughs) Well, from a very young age, I was always like my parents go to flower girl for every family wedding. We have a huge family in Dominican Haitian, so Mm -hmm. 10 aunts and uncles on each side. Um, They have kids, their kids have kids. And almost every wedding, I was just there as a flower girl. I absolutely hated the idea of weddings, um, except for like the dancing part. Just yeah. like wearing a dress in general was like something I was not into as a child. I was a huge tomboy. Um, but eventually, like I grew out of it and I slowly started to love weddings. Um, when I moved to New York, I did photography, it was fashion photography. And through a friend, I got into the wedding industry. And once I moved back to Maryland, I had my first wedding for um, as a favor for a friend. And from there, I kind of just took off. Oh, my gosh. I love that. And I love how you mentioned, you know, like, part of your upbringing was kind of like, oh, this dreaded thing. And I like... I'm Dominican as well. I'm half Dominican as well. And I can totally adjust to like everyone just grabbing you up. Like, uh, yeah, you're, you're going to throw these pedals. You're going to do this, like cut the cake, like serve the cake. Right. So they have you do all these things, but tell me more about your upbringing and how you feel it has shaped you into who you are. And do you feel that like elements of kind of, you know, being a part of a dual cultural family has helped, you know, shine through in ways that you run your business? Yeah, of course. Um, well, growing up, my I am obviously like the daughter of two immigrants. My parents were super hardworking, um, and their primary focus was, you know, building their own business and, you know, taking care of family. So a lot of the times, like in elementary school, my parents weren't there to put me to sleep um, because they were just so focused on the drive to succeed and to give our family like everything um, through their business. So I definitely feel like I got much of my drive from them, um, just never giving up and literally putting like my blood, sweat, and tears into my business. So thank you parents for that. Thank you, mom and dad. <laughs> um, and kind of you know, like through that, Oh, thank you. Snap, snap. <laughs> um, 
just through that, um, you know, being from the Caribbean, we are like taught to like cater to people at a very young age. Like when you have people come over to your house, you're like, okay, do you want water? Can I get you anything to eat? Are you comfortable? And we are always like just reassuring that, you know, through having people in our company, like they're taken care of. And that's something like I use through my business is to always make sure like my couples are comfortable. They're comfortable with me as a person and you know my beliefs because I'm like pretty outspoken about like things I believe in on social media (laughs) yeah um and all around like they're just comfortable with their wedding experience um because to me it's important to not just provide the service but to provide like an overall feel-good experience for each of my couples yeah and i love that you said making sure they're comfortable because like they're entrusting you with like you know what society deems like one of your most important days of your life and ultimately you want them to trust you with that so i love that it's so deep rooted for you when we ultimately um got on a call and chatted you know you mentioned a lot about how uh a closed door ultimately led you to want to start your own business um And I, and that really stood out to me because so many times, you know, we get no's, we get like maybe next times and we get, you know, all these, uh, cancellations, like, yeah, it's not your time. And I was wondering if you could shed any light on like what that experience was like for you and any advice you'd give to a woman who might be listening today and be like, shoot, like I just got a big no, or I just got a door closed on me. Like what now? Yeah, of course. Um, so my last corporate job was um, working with uh, a female boss and in the beginning of the stages it was just so like empowering working like under a woman boss but it honestly turned into such a dreadful experience Mm -hmm. because it just seemed like she didn't care about like her employees a lot and not to you know trash talk about her or anything like that but I knew from that point on I did not want to be like that if I ever became my own boss so eventually um I decided to like apply for a wedding planning position and I like I thought for sure that I'd nail that job um we were like there talking for like an hour and just talking about our upbringings because the person that interviewed me she's from a Caribbean background as well Mm -hmm. um I loved the interview, getting a hug from her. I thought it was so odd, but I was like, okay, like, I definitely got this job. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I definitely got this job. Like, you gave me a hug. <laughs> um, and it turned out that they did not hire me. They didn't move forward with me. And that was, like, my motivation to be like, can I curse on here? <laughs> yeah, of it was my motivation to just say, okay, fuck it. I'm going to do it on my own. Like I can't continue to wait for someone, you know, to open this opportunity for me. So I'm going to step out of my comfort box and, you know, just build my own business from the ground up. I love that. Um, because, you know, the part that stood out that you said was like, I'm not going to wait around anymore because I think a lot of us, I feel like especially women, um, we just sit around and like, we wait and like, okay, like next time someone's going to come and offer something to me. And you know, and I like, I've totally been there where like I've left interviews where I'm like, Oh my gosh, nailed it. Like we're best friends. I was literally interviewed. They're like, Oh my God, I love you. You're so cute. Oh my God, I love you. And then just never hear back. And I'm like, I thought you loved me. (laughs) 
<laughs> I totally yeah, feel like, that, totally but I love, relatable. I love the initiative and like, you know, it's worked out for you because you're doing so well. And I wanted to ask you, you know, how did you decide you wanted to work specific with eloping couples? Yeah, so I was um, working elopement pre-COVID. I've always loved to travel, Mm -hmm. and it kind of just, like, fell in my lap. Like, I would always post pictures of, like, the places I would travel to. Um, I, for example, I got engaged in London, but that's a whole Mm -hmm. other story. Um, But I've kind of been, like, you know, like, everywhere in the world, and I, like, always posted it on my story. And eventually, like, couples were reaching out to me, like, in those areas, and they're like, hey, would you fly back down here so we could, like, elope, you know? And honestly, I I would never say no to it, one. And two, um, I really, like, encourage couples to consider eloping. Like, if you feel like big weddings are not for you, everyone is different. Everyone doesn't follow tradition, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, like, does not fit every couple. So elopements, like, they're just so special to me. And I'm sure they're obviously special to the couples as well. I mean, to get married in front of, like, just a few people, like, there's some times where I'm um, planning an elopement. It's literally just the couple, the photographer, the fishing and I. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they don't even have their parents there. And to me, it is amazing to have, like, a love so strong where you could forget about, like, you know, the big venue or the huge guest party or the DJ and just do something simple that's so in the moment with you and your partner. Yeah, and it, like, creates this, like, intimate moment that, like, I feel like you'll remember forever because, like you said, like, not even, like, your parents were there. Like, whoever you decided to be there was just to focus on you and your partner. So I really love that. So cute. I love love. So I'm over here smiling. You guys can't see me. <laughs> I love too. And it's like eloping is it's so endless. Um, you can do it like in your backyard if you wanted to. You could elope at a mountaintop or in front of the beach, you know, like you have so many possibilities and why not make it fun? Like it's your wedding day. Do it however you want to do it. No one's holding you back. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you, are you a crier? Do you cry at the wedding? <laughs> oh my god. I'm a big like crier. <laughs> I am an ugly crier. And now <laughs> like with COVID, like having to wear a mask, like during weddings, it, it's not pretty. Like my tears are like over my mask. So you start seeing like the prints and everything. Oh, no. <laughs> Can't even cover it up anymore. I went to a really intimate wedding in Aruba um, last June, and I was, like, crying, like, as if I was watching The Notebook. Like, I was sobbing. It was super intimate, like, maybe, like, 30 people total. It wasn't an elopement, but it was very intimate. And I was just sobbing, and I just came back home, and I was like, guys, like, I just needed, like, 16 tissues. That's about me and crying at weddings. But I wanted to shift over and ask you about what inspired to start the Diversity Wedding Magazine. I definitely want to say it was a lot um obviously like the lack of diversity in the mainstream Mm -hmm. industry um I would never see like enough black and brown people or same-sex couples plus size couples plus and curvy size couples so I felt like I needed to make a change and you know I came together with two of one of my two of my close um girlfriends that are photographers they're super amazing in the dmv area carly and marissa um and we like just 
talked about details, like what did we want to see? How can we bring awareness to it? And through our magazine, like we started doing style shoots, which are like mock weddings, mm -hmm. where we showcase like the diversity that was missing in the wedding industry. So I'm super excited for the future. We're working on our first print magazine. It's been online. Um, we've been working with two bright lights and getting submissions through there. But it, it's baby steps. It's going to be something big. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, that's so exciting because it's really a a area that is unexplored. I feel like like when when I started thinking about like wedding magazines, like I when I would go to like uh, beauty parlors and stuff with my mom, they always have like random mm -hmm. magazines lying around. Like they're all like tall, skinny, white women, blonde hair. You know the gowns. I love the mission behind it, and I'm really excited to see where you guys go as well. Me too. You know, like for our wedding, I got married um, about two years ago. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I wish that was out two years ago was like hairstyles for curly headed women. Oh, yeah. um, it's so hard, like even on Pinterest, if you search like curly bridal hairstyles, it's hard to come across. And I really wanted to wear my hair naturally curly. Mm -hmm. So even that, that's like something like I strive to like put out there um, with blog posts or just in general, like featuring those pictures with those um, curly headed brides or grooms. Yeah, especially now, like I feel like people are definitely taking a step into embracing their natural hair, you know, really n nurturing the natural state of their hair. So I feel like that is massive. Like the fact that, you know, you get on these search engines and can't find anything to, you know, kind of inspire, because that's kind of what we get on the, the search engines for, right? Yeah. <laughs> inspiration. So we could be like, hey, do my hair like this. It's just like, it's a deep, 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 deep hole of like information that is missing. And I think you guys are going to really fill that void. So I'm really excited. Thank you. I'm like super excited. And, you know, like we really want to explore into like the LGBTQ community mm -hmm. more where, you know, we put out like those wedding trends and traditions possibly that they could follow because it's such like a new era yeah. like, for gay marriage. And I would like love to help be a part of that change, you know, to help them grow as a community in the wedding industry. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be killer. I just, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait for it to get printed because that's a huge deal. Like to have something tangible in your hand. Oh, it's so exciting. <laughs> um, uh, so I love that you mentioned, you know, that the, the other two thirds of your magazine team, you know, is friends and photographers of the DMV area as well. And I love how when we spoke, you mentioned a lot about um, creators in your area are all about like community versus like, oh, competition, like Jessica's doing that. Like, how dare she? Or like, I need mm -hmm. to be, you know? So I love thinking about the experience of creating community and always uplifting each other and pouring into each other uh, versus creating that hostile environment of competition. But what has it been like for you or why do you think it's so important? Wow. Um, I think without community over competition, my business would not be where it's at mm -hmm. today. Yeah. Um, yeah, just like building relationships, genuine relationships, you know, and checking up on people is super helpful. Um, besides like, you know, just weddings and wedding events. I feel like I have like almost every vendor's number that I've ever worked with and mm -hmm. I've vibed with. And it's almost every single day, like I'm talking to people, whether it's on Instagram or via text message. And 
it's it's such a lifesaver um especially like during covid a lot of us wedding planners were like wtf like what are we doing <laughs> yeah and honestly like, oh gosh like i i can't even explain like the madness um when COVID started. I don't know. I just feel like Maryland is a little bit different. <laughs> We're like really, really tight knit. A lot of people like are just there to like help each other grow and learn from each other. I've learned so much like from other wedding planners as well as like photographers. I've connected to a lot of venue owners, which is amazing. And honestly, like without them, like I said earlier, like my business would not be where it's at. Yeah, that's magnificent because I think it almost like, you know, it lights you up. Like you get even more excited to do the thing you love because you know that, you know, you can call on someone for a second opinion, you know, someone in your field and all these things. <laughs> like I, I always tell people, I'm like, you know, every wedding from the outside is perfect, but from the inside, like we are putting out fires left and right. Literally, i literally put out a fire once yeah the couple would never know the the guest would never know it's just like something that like our vendors kind of keep like a secret <laughs> that's so funny that's so funny. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you if you had, you know, what's your take on some unpopular wedding opinion? You're very in tune with your Instagram community and with, you know, the couples you attract and the people you chat with uh, offline. But, you know, do you have any unpopular wedding opinions you want to share with the listeners? Yeah. So before we um, started this podcast, I had put out an Instagram post asking um, fellow vendor friends like about their unpopular wedding opinions. So I wrote five down and with those five, I am going to give you solutions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the first one is parents have to sit on the side where their children are during the ceremony. Mm. The truth is you will see the back of their head if you sit on the same side. So I personally like always tell parents sit on the opposite side of where your child is standing so you're able to see their face. Mm -hmm. um, it's a huge lifesaver. They're always like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, I never thought that you're literally going to be staring at the back of their head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the second one is aisle runners can be a tripping hazard. Uh -oh. They are beautiful they are so gorgeous in person and pictures but i always say skip the aisle runners because especially like with heels or with children or just older people you will probably trip <laughs> yeah, i was just thinking um, like high heels and aisle runner does not sound like a good recipe it is not a good combination so to avoid that i would say you know get some candles and put them put them down the aisle or you could do flowers as well um, and I feel like that just makes up for like the missing detail that you might want it, that you might've wanted to have like for an aisle runner. Yes. I love that. Yeah. So another one is a lot of people say that cake cutting is super awkward to watch. It's super awkward to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, I could, I'm probably biased, um, on this one 
cake. We like kind of just did our own thing. We like cut the cake when no one was looking. <laughs> yeah. Everyone like the was cake on the often floor. gets forgotten. Like before you know yeah. it, it's like cake in the back. Go grab your piece. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So my solution for cake cutting, like if you are awkward and you don't want the attention on you while you're slicing your cake, is to do it during cocktail hour or to have a private cake cutting where it's in a different room and you could go there with your photographer and your partner and you could cut the cake on your own. Mm, yeah, it is kind of awkward. And then the cake smashing in the face, like that's, oh, yeah. I'm using air quotes here, but like that tradition where like they smash cake in your face. <laughs> Make for funny pictures. Yeah, the pictures are always fun. <laughs> um, so another one is to to skip wedding favors. Um, they are a major, 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 major um, money. I guess like as far as like spending money in your budget, you will spend a lot of money on wedding favors because they're tedious mm -hmm. and you're getting one per every guest. So I would say like, you know, if wedding favors aren't your thing, take that money and use it towards like your honeymoon fund or perhaps you could um, take that money and give your parents like a nice little gift, a Groupon to get a massage or something. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and they often get forgotten too. Like no one remembers to take that. Think about what you're investing your money in because, you know, weddings are not cheap. So just make sure if you're going to do like a wedding favor, it is something that's well worth it for yourself and your guests. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I dug up some fun topics to do a quick this or that speed round wedding edition. Ooh. So I'll say two things and you'll pick like your favorite or okay. your top choice. Uh, so beachfront wedding or a whimsical garden wedding? A garden wedding. Mm. Uh, fall or spring wedding? Fall all the way. <laughs> I was, I was actually on a website looking up like elopement facts or something. Like I'm doing a lot of research <laughs> and it was like, October is like top notch, like, yes. like crazy month for, uh, weddings. And I found that so interesting because I thought yeah. it was July, but October is up there. It is too hot in July in certain states, especially yeah. like Florida and it's like hurricane season also. Oh, so true. fall weddings are like always a hit. <laughs> Uh, fall wedding it is okay open bar or uh serving wine at tables i really like the serving wine at tables i know a lot of people might disagree with me but an open bar shit gets real sometimes <laughs> yeah and it adds up fast i'm sure yeah uh yeah i always say i want an open bar at my wedding but like i'm like but do i <laughs> <laughs> all right last one is wedding cake or cupcake tower i love the cupcake tower um also a bonus if you do donuts instead of a cake i love it i love it i love it <laughs> right? i love donuts too oh my gosh oh my gosh so thank you those were fun so to wrap up i wanted to ask you how would you define a glow up and what is your glow tip for the listeners today i would define a glow up by you know just mentally growing um you know, glowing is not something that just happens like on the outside. I, I'm still an ugly duckling. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I definitely think, you know, mentally, like you have to grow and you never stop growing. Like whether you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, 
there's always things to learn and there's always just you know places to see and people to meet so you could just grow and glow through that yeah it's like kind of that made me think of like it's like a workout like you always gotta keep flexing that muscle to make it stronger so you gotta like work your glow up muscle <laughs> my glow tip is to get out of your comfort zone um if you really want to be in a particular place in life you can do it but it all starts with getting out of your comfort zone and you know nothing is going to be easy in life nothing will be handed to you unless you're super super rich like <laughs> but yeah which is super rare like i don't know a lot of like super rich people um but definitely you know get out of your comfort zone and work hard for the things that you want and keep going and don't give up if you need a break take it but just remember like all the good things that are worth having having you know they, they don't come easy so just work for it yes i love that and what can what is on your to-do list your glow goals list for this year and where can we find you online okay so this is super public but i will be opening my own studio with two of my photographer friends yeah i'm super excited we'll be doing like a lot of workshops there as well as elopement so i'm super excited about that um it's definitely like a baby step into opening my own venue in the future mm -hmm. um everyone can find me at I guess Instagram, Jessica J Events, and my website is www.jessicajanelle.com. Yay! Oh my God, I'm so excited for that studio. Like, I'm just excited. Like, I just want everything to <laughs> just explode for you. Like, this is this is great. This is amazing. Thank you. You're amazing. Um, <laughs> I had so much fun talking with you today. Thank you for joining me, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Glove Effect podcast. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you love this episode, please share with your friends and family and tell them to check out the Glow Up Effect. Lastly, if you don't already, please check me out on Instagram at the Glow Up Effect.